Hello and welcome everyone to another edition of the Bash Pros Podcast. My name is Brad Nelson and today I am joined by my brother from another mother, Corey BMTG. Bro, how is your invitational week going? Oh, bro, it's been going pretty good. I, you know, I gotta say this is the part of the week where, you know, I'm remembering that like pre-tournament, like a shitload of stuff to do type of feeling. But uh, once I got decks together and stuff, I'm ready to just hang and have some fun and play in a sweet event. Yeah, I am so excited. So this weekend is SCG Con where they're hosting the SCG Invitational. This will be my first. uh, I did play a couple pre-releases before the Delta variant. And then when the Delta variant started, I stepped back and I didn't play any uh, tournaments. And finally, we get to play in a big giant con style at the Berglund Center. Star City's running it. Uh, They're making you have to be vaccinated or have a negative test, an official negative test. We're wearing masks. It feels like it's going to be pretty safe. I'm excited. Yeah, it's going to be so great. I cannot wait. And I just learned today that it was a 100K event. I learned that today, bro. (laughs) Yep. Well, it is the same as every invitational, except there will not be coverage. That does suck. Yeah. But I totally understand it. Uh, But before we get too far into this episode where we're going to be talking about the formats, which will be standard and modern, we need to introduce our very special guest this week. And since this is the SCG Invitational Weekend, we want to bring in someone who has top aided not one, not two, not three. (gasps) Gasp. But four. Four invitationals. That is none other than Shaheen Sarane. <laughs> no, we couldn't get Shaheen, Brad. Brad, Brad, Brad. Oh, shit. No, oh, he, he uh, said no. He said no. We got BBD. Uh, oh, we got BBD, oh, dude. Oh, oh, Brian Browned Doing. Woo! Sorry, in honor of uh, recent movies, now Brian Brown Dune. So. Oh. <laughs> You're a sandy guy now, huh? Oh yeah. So does so does that you mean so does that, that mean this up course and rough and I get everywhere? Yeah. <laughs> love it. Love it. Is your body is your body also just uh a tool designed to not lose any water at all? <laughs> uh it is a tool designed to only lose water. <laughs> wow. It's actually the reverse, so I so Brian, you shit and oh, piss. Oh, sorry, I was gonna say that I shit and piss twenty four hours a day. Oh no, 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 Corey, you, uh, you, yeah, no, no, Corey, you, you interrupt him. Go, go, go. <laughs> no, I want to hear more about this. Uh, tell me, uh, tell me more. <laughs> no, I was gonna say. So you have you've topped in four of these invitationals. That is pretty impressive, man. What 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 was your what was your favorite deck out of all of them? Uh, it was probably the Esper deck that I played in the Las Vegas one, um, where I had, like, it was like an Esper control deck with, like, Night Vale, Predator, and a bunch of other stuff that, um, at the time, everyone was playing, like, blue-white control with Elixir of Immortality as the win condition or whatever. Oh, God. Uh, Yeah, so mine was, like, a mid-range control deck that... Played like I had, I had sideboard pack rats and Nightville Spectres and stuff, and I thought the deck was really good. I, I I think Brad actually got second place in a GP with basically that same deck a little bit later in the season. I could be wrong. I love no, that people. I lost, I lo- no, no, no. I lost the finals to the the creature version. Oh, that's right. You were playing the control version, and you lost yes. to Kyle. Bog- I lost to the Bogamies, creature version, right? Who was yep. playing? The creature yep, version. That's exactly. Oh, okay. yeah. So that was probably my favorite deck. That, that was really cool. 
I love that people are complaining about the combo of like Galvanic Iteration and Allrun's Epiphany when the win con in this event was just Elixir of Immortality. Like, <laughs> oh, they complain too. Yeah, yeah, they complain <laughs> that, yeah. that too. No, yeah. there is no perspective given. <laughs> like, Magic players complain about whatever's best. Yeah, no, like, nobody ever fair. has any perspective on anything. Like, I, I'm gonna throw random people I don't know under the bus right now. But like, I, I. uh I've been uh, playing a ton of storybook brawl and I'm like, there's a bunch of different discord servers where people discuss the game or whatever. And it's like, people are always complaining about different things. Like they'll fix something in one patch and then another thing becomes good. And then people complain about that and they fix that. And so it's a never ending (laughs) cycle, but it's like, people always have this weird, like I I don't know, idolization of a previous format that it was better than it actually was or whatever. Yeah, Cause like, I see, so true. I see people, it's like people are uh, in the storybook community are like, man, it was so much better when this was around. It's like, no, you people complained when that was around too. The same as you're complaining <laughs> now. It's a never ending cycle. <laughs> Just people. Would you say they the live time. in a, would you say they live in a fairy tale world or? <laughs> yeah, they do. They live in a dream world. <laughs> okay. Unmarred okay, by okay. the passage of time. <laughs> Oh yeah, but so um, before we get into it, uh, uh, sorry to segue away. I do want to say we 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 missed last week. I'm sorry, everyone. I was deathly sick. Uh, it's been a rough couple months, but I am finally we're bouncing back. Our, Amber and I, in fact, after this podcast recording, we're gonna go out to eat together Ooh. to actual a restaurant. Oh my god! For the first time in two months, I'm not kidding. Brad's been tragedy free since 10:23. Let's go! Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited. We're gonna go to get some OG. <laughs> oh uh, yeah, I mean Brad, you you could just come over here because you're family at my house as well. But Olive Garden, you know, we're all family, so. Oh yeah. Yeah, that sounds good. Um, we're just excited to go out to a, a, an actual restaurant. But yeah, so so now that things are good, we'll get into the episode. Um, and, but we missed last week. So I just want to say thank you for our new patrons, Oppo and Joe Newman. We appreciate you and more on Joe later, uh, when we get to the casting crew, but thank you so much for, uh, supporting the show. We love and, you. Uh, that's all I got. That's all I got for the episode. So, uh, any, anyone, uh, yeah, I think we're done. Yeah, I think, I think that's it. That's it. <laughs> that's, that's a wrap. Let's wrap it up. Yeah. No, oh, let's talk I'm going to about... go get some dinner. We're we not going to talk about where we go now, standard and modern leading into the Star City Games Invitational. <laughs> oh, yeah, Brad, oh, shit, you had to that, scroll that down. That is the topic. You had to scroll down oh, on our document. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, no, I did. Yeah. Topic, where do we go now? Yeah, standard and modern. <laughs> two topics. I've, I'm great. I got two topics on our on our thing. But yeah, so so the Invitational, uh, this weekend, there's a lot of stuff going on uh, at SDG Con now. I don't even say this as a shill for, for Star City. I'm just saying it like they've got like flesh and blood tournaments. I don't care about that at all, but mm-hmm. other people do. Um, and they've got P2Qs and I'm up in my retire. I don't give a shit about that either, but other mm-hmm. people do. Uh, but they got the invitational and now I care about that. <laughs> that is Friday and Saturday. 16 yes. rounds of magic cut to a top eight on Sunday. I love me an SG invitational. In fact, the SCG Invitational, besides the uh, uh, the SCG Invitational, was the not the last tournament, but the tournament before that that I played <laughs> two years ago or whatever. Yeah, I mean the the last one was the first one that I had ever played. Martin Mueller was in town. You were staying at my house. You hadn't yep. lived here yet. And uh, yeah, I mean the the world was a different place back then, so it it feels like an entire lifetime world ago. Was I, 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 that tournament. 
Yeah, the I world opened a box simple. of nice. I opened a box of my magic cards and it just had all four decks that Mueller and I played. <laughs> like <Yeah>. still built. <laughs> I had to like take cards out of them for my decks that I'm playing this time. That's pretty funny because I was sorting my magic cards like two weekends ago and I was like, yeah, I think these were probably Mueller's cards as well. Just left like five cards in there. <laughs> Classic. Yep. <laughs> but, but yeah, yeah so the form awesome. the formats are standard and, and modern and let's just let's start with standard because i think it's going to be the shorter uh topic because mm -hmm. it's we're we're at the spot where a lot of things are solved and whether you think you can metagame or not um that's up to you you do you uh i'm i i think it's cool uh i think yeah. you're you're awesome for for metagaming but the reality is there's there's effectively only five archetypes that you can really choose from and i think there's only three but of uh there are five that people can play that i think are fine which are mono white mono green is it epiphany is it dragons and some version of gruel splash black or gruel splash blue of the uh the magda dragon deck uh, yeah i played against the black version and i was like you know what i'm kind of impressed with this mm -hmm. um because they they play um that the dragon the the predator yep emerstrom yep i think that's emerstrom uh, predator that's an interesting card and, it's also when I'm a layer deck, it's very interesting when you can get that and a chariot in play because you're you're actually activating a lot. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. Holy crap. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I had I had some problems. I, 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 I did win the matchup. I had some problems uh, in the mana traders because, yeah, this last weekend I took second place with Is It Epiphany Woo! in the first mana traders that I played in, which was really fun. Yeah, that was a great event, though. Holy crap. Mana yeah, Traders. Yeah, it was good. I, I was honestly skeptical when uh, we were going to play an event, and I'm like, okay, like, is there a melee link? Or, like, what, what's going on? They're like, yeah, you just kinda, we just kind of run it through this. And I was like, oh, okay. But everything ran so smooth. Uh, they, I was they run impressed. a tight ship over there, yeah. They, yeah. Uh, and, and, and so thank you so much, Mana Traders, for inviting Corey and I. Mm -hmm. uh, sadly, Corey gave out more bounties than I did. I did give out some bounties. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah that's true. <laughs> um but yeah i played against that deck and it was really cool but so i think that those are the five but going into this weekend uh, honestly if you're the spikiest of spike i think you can only pick mono green mono white and is it epiphany is it dragons is kind of i think falling off to the wayside because people are targeting it again it's a little more one-dimensional than is it epiphany because is it epiphany it, you're encompassing these Leer builds, these egg builds, these no creature builds. Like mm -hmm. there's a ton of different variations. I don't even know what's correct. Uh, I just know what I want to beat and I want to beat the aggressive decks because I do think that there's going to be a large percentage of mono white and mono green. I agree. Is I think it? people are just going to kind of say fuck it and just like, you know, play an aggressive deck. Um, yeah, I, I, I would have to agree with you. Aren't these the same conditions that were present pre-Worlds where Yuta Takahashi won and didn't lose a match with Is It Dragons? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm kind uh, of in agreement with BBD on this one. I think Dragons always gets, you know, just like looked, looked, looked over. And then I just always see somebody that wins some event with it or does great with it. So I think it's still a perfectly fine deck and it's hard to vote against Goldspan Dragon. It's just still so good. Yeah, I don't know how to explain it. Um, I think the best way is like most of the green decks didn't have the answers. Like now most green decks are playing the uh, the plummet, whatever it's called. Yeah, the um, tangle, whatever. That's a good yeah, point. Yeah, tangle trap. And I'm playing like in, in my Is It Epiphany deck that I've been playing, uh, I I play Heated Debate, which is uncounterable over Demon Bolt. Yeah. Mm. So I, I have an uncounterable removal spell to a Goldspan Dragon. Yeah, that's a good addition. That is a good one. Yeah. 
and, and you know, there's more disdainful strokes uh, over negates. Like there are a lot more tested times <coughs> and negates, and now people are like hedging away from those, playing more d- disdainful strokes, and there's yeah. just a little bit more hedging. And also, um, like the dragons had a pretty good results that weekend, but moving forward they have it. And I don't know if it's the decks and the focus, or it's just that like if you go back and watch, Utah was playing lights out. <laughs> like yeah. Utah was playing. <laughs> Some un- I went and rewatched his matches. And I'm like, I can't play that well. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, though, Brad. I saw this uh, this arena account go 7-0 in the arena open with Yuta Takahashi's exact dragon list from Worlds. Oh, wait, it that was, was Yuta, Yuta Takahashi. Takahashi. That's right. Yes, it was. <laughs> I love that he just cashed it in. No, no, Seth played. Uh, me and him played pretty close lists at the arena open. We played like Battle Frost and Fire's No Eggs in the main. Um, and you know, I'm torn between that because I've played with egg as of recently. I played the mana traders event went four and three, nothing special. Um, and egg was really insane for me sometimes. And sometimes it was super bad. So like, what, what do you think of that version, bro? Moving forward? Are you just in, you just completely dislike it? Or is there a certain metagame it has to be like the, the egg free, have the eggs in the board and then just have more sweepers more just the, is it epiphany? Um, you know, instead of the version with eggs. So, uh, yeah, I think this is a great place to transition because, uh, just for everyone at home, like mono white and mono green, there's a few different variations and things, but they're mostly solved. Yeah. And so I, and Corey and I don't play those. So we're not going to talk about those. They're both good choices. If you've played them, don't switch over to epiphany. If you haven't played epiphany and you play those decks, I think all three are good choices. In fact, I think green and white are so good that my what I like out of it is an epiphany deck sacrifices some mirror match to beat the crap out of you. Yeah. Cause I respect those decks and I don't think other people are going to do that. Cause that's a very Brad thing to do where a lot of people are not going to want to give up mirror equity. They don't like losing mirror matches um, yeah. where I, I, I have found that I'm fine with it. If I think that that's what the metagame presents. So now to answer your question, Corey, um, I think that egg free main decks are fine and mm-hmm. playing them in the sideboard. The only the problem the reason that I play them is because I don't like wraths. Uh, like I watched Seth stream, I watched your stream, and like yes, sometimes they are awesome, but then there's also a lot of games where you can't even cast it because you're gonna die to their creature land, and and so there's the same argument where it's like sometimes you just need a, a catch up mechanic, mm-hmm. but I find that half the time the wrath isn't even doing what I want it to be doing, and it's not playing the game I, the, that I want to play. And it also doesn't mesh well with um, my dragon and Lear plan. So instead, I want dragon's main and have my game plan focused around that. So I don't have to have all these extra cards in my deck. Well, and my dragon's main, he means egg. <laughs> Sorry, the, yeah, I mean egg. Here's a question. Would three one one devils, would that fit your game plan? <laughs> no, not anymore. They were decent for a while. Yeah. Uh, it, it, and, it was mostly yes, just cool for a while, right? Where you could all run... Galvanic all runs and then Galvanic burned down the house in exactly 20 of them. I think it was just more cool than anything. So people yes. are like, I got to do that. That's just too, oh, I, that's too nice. And it's also the evolution of these decks. Like people, the way that mono green players play now is not the same as three weeks ago mm-hmm. um, against you. And, and they just play out really well. Like it just seems like most of my opponents know what's happening and know how to sequence. Yeah. Um, and because and so, they played yeah, like, every other round on arena, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and so, yeah, like, I, I think that if you play eggs, not in the main, your main. So the 
I'm going to reiterate to because what I said was kind of confusing. If you play egg in the sideboard, you have to add extra cards to your 75 to justify the somewhat transitional sideboarding. Mm hmm. Where I think you're already playing a pretty tight ship. And if I want to have four Lear, four Dragon, or four Egg as my plan against the aggressive decks, I just need to do a game one so that I have enough slots in my deck so that I can sideboard the way I want to in all of the matchups. Wait, did you say four Lear? That is, uh, that's extreme. But I guess that's what you did in the Mana Traders, right? Yeah, I have three main one sideboard, and, and it's, okay. uh, it, no one's talking me off that. Like, it, it, because there's four unexpected windfalls in the deck, um, having four layers just makes sense to me because like, that's the best play. Once you have access to six mana, what, regardless of if they're, they're treasures or not slam mm -hmm. a layer with, with a, with a fading hope. And it is so difficult for the aggressive decks to beat a Lear, mm -hmm. uh, that, that untaps that, that is just what I want my game plan to be. And I want the eggs in my deck so that that's a distraction so that they like, if the dragon or if the egg flips into dragon that usually can win the game but that'll eat the first removal spell. And then they need to have a second one. Oh, and, oh, I can get behind that. And because I have all these creatures, I want very cheap removal. So I have, you know, a bunch of burning hands that are good against both archetypes. Like you still burning hands white, just like you do green for sure. Uh, Cause of the sizing. And I want like my thunderous rebukes and my heat waves, uh, Prismari command fading hope. I just feel like that combination. I've been winning so much against white and green with that combination. I don't want to change it. Okay. Um, and so I'm just going to keep that same removal suite because it's just, you know, don't, it, it ain't broke. I don't need to fix it. Yeah. For me, it was like, I played the, the mana traders event. And then after that, a friend came to visit, uh, one of Tori's friends and a, you know, friend of mine as well. And, uh, since then I haven't played at all. And I feel like in standard, if you don't play for like six days, it's like, you might as well start over, you know? So I mean, my so, deck yeah. I'm playing is two weeks old. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. It's like it hasn't changed much. I've changed a okay. few cards, but like it's effectively too. So I, I just think that the original creator of it kind of broke it. Yeah. And I suppose it changes a lot faster when we have a lot of data as far as like and now, you know, SCG weekends and stuff. But. Who definitively was the original creator of the deck? Okay. So it was not <laughs> Yuki Chikawa who I thought it was. Uh, it, it, I watched that stream. It is actually Kenta Harani. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Yeah, Kenta built it and said, I can't play this weekend and tweeted it, but I don't follow Kenta. So then I just saw the stream uh, from from Yuki and I'm like, this deck's awesome. And then I blasted it in my articles and online and everything. And then and then I saw Kenta tweet about it and just be like, you know, it's it's no longer my deck because Brad made it so. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, Rude, Brad, I saw Rude. I saw that tweet. I, I couldn't Kenta, resist. Kenta, th Kenta was flattered and thought it was funny. Hmm. Okay, fair. Yeah, I mean that, that seems pretty nice to me. Seems like a nice list to me. Um, yeah, and and that's I mean I'm I'm playing something similar to that, and but but also with standard because everything's like solved. Like you can play other lists. Like Seth did really well with Is it in Red Bull last weekend mm -hmm. with a completely different build. There's there's Lear. There's I don't know what the right version of Is it is, but I'm at the stage where I think <laughs> we are finally hitting really close to is it epiphany being the tier zero deck and i expected it it just took us a while to get there because the aggressive decks uh and trying to balance the mirrors and the the aggressive decks hasn't been the easiest thing to do and it was like a product of there being like you know 70 ish good cards 
uh, you know, kind of excluding excluding lands that would fit well into an Izzet deck. And it's like, okay, Goldspan Dragon is a hell of a card. Do you play some of those? Do you play some Leers? And I feel like everybody was just playing a small amount of everything and just kind of realizing until, or just kind of trying out what stuff is actually good. And yeah, I agree. It's gonna, it's gonna hone in on the stuff that we, that is actually good and that, you know, beats certain matchups. And if you found a way to just full on beat mono white and mono green, and then just flip coins against, is it Epiphany or is it Dragons and even be slightly disadvantaged and just hope to outplay other people? That's exactly where I want to be too. You know, that, that's, yeah, well, that's, I don't, I don't yeah. think I'm disadvantaged to Dragons um, with my build. I am disadvantaged in the mirror when they have a few less removal spells and a few extra card advantage and counter spells, right? Yeah. Um, what do you th- what do you think of, a long way what do you think about like grixis epiphany you know like the uh nasif one nasif just won with it i am i'm not sure if he had like go blanks or duresses um i actually didn't see his list but like you know what do you think of that do you think that is only targeting aggro decks um or do you um, or do you kind of like that now because it, it did bad at worlds you know so it actually did fine at worlds um the grixis lear yeah like percentage wise it didn't do poorly it's just it didn't win the tournament yeah, I suppose. I suppose it did still like, put someone into third place or whatever, but yeah, in fifth place, you know, like yeah, it, okay, okay, it, it was fine. Um, so I really like egg against the aggressive decks, and I do like having egg. Um, but you don't. I don't think egg and hand disruption are good together. Yeah, and so if you want to be an egg deck, you can't be a Grixis deck, and I think that the Grixis decks. The mana is fine, but it's not great. And I think the hand disruption is fine, but it's not necessary. Um, also, like if you watched, like he might have won the gold. He won the the brown division mm-hmm. or bronze. Um, the brown division. Yeah, that's, the brown that's division. BBD's territory. I was going to say, that's me right there. What are the, um, the doom division? The, <laughs> so he won mm. that, but also I watched one of his matches where it just seemed like he was dead and he just top decked out of his ass to get out of it. And so, like, saying, you know, he won. Again, this is sounding like me, so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's just (laughs) tough to say, like, Nassif did really well with Grixis when he kind of didn't. He, like, he, like, top 64, which put him in a bracket, and he won that bracket. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I don't Uh, even know how the tournament went, but, yeah. Oh, so how Red Bull works is, like, if you make top 64, you get broken into groups of 16, 1 through 16, 17 through 32, so on and so forth. Yeah. And then you play out a top 16 of that. And you have to just win it, right? Yeah, the prizes are based on that. So it's like a weird scaling oh. of prizes. I think it's really cool. Um, it's yeah, a really good way cool. to do tournaments. Yeah, so like you can still win the tournament, but there's technically four winners. It's just whoever wins in those brackets. It's like a cool way to like for tiebreakers to not completely dictate things, you know? Mm, okay. Yeah, and I'm still the, the last thing I'll say about standard, then we can move on to modern because I think that is, uh, you know, the bulk of it. Standard does feel, I wouldn't say stale because the games are fun, but it, these are the decks we're going to expect. And the one thing with standard that isn't going to be an issue with modern is card availability. Modern, standard, you can just buy these decks. I mean, it might be a little bit of a problem, but these decks are like 100 bucks, maybe 150. You know, most people that are making Ooh, the way I don't down think here. You're looking. I mean, they're uh, maybe they're mono a little bit is. more. Mono white is. I mean, I bought most of the is a deck. I bought it all, and I only spent like one fifty or something. But I bought it way in advance and had it, sure. you know, shipped to my house or whatever. Corey but bought what I'm it. Saying is, 
Corey bought it back in December of 2019. So yeah, dude, I yeah. bought this deck pre-COVID, dude. Like, <laughs> no, but I'm saying it's going to be really tough for people to get. You know, I I looked at a modern deck. I think that someone shared, and it was two thousand dollars in real life. The Omnath trade binder thing. Like, not many people are going to be able to buy that deck just straight up and be like, yeah, no problem. Here's two grand. Um, so people are basically going to have these decks for standard. Um, but for modern, it is going to be a much different story of a little bit of that and a little bit of what cards do I have around that I can kind of make a deck that's somewhat competitive right now. Yeah, it, I, 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 you know, I'm not actually caring that much about metagaming because I, I got help by one of our uh, cast and crew, SBS, mm -hmm. uh, mailed me all the expensive cards for Jund. I was thinking about buying them, but like Star City even was sold out on some of them. And I'm like, I don't know if I can get these in time and I don't know where to find them. And they're so expensive. And he's like, you know, I, the, like on stream, he's like, I got you. I mean, and that just, is his job, right? He's a task rabbit. That is a task. Yes. So, yes. Yeah. And it was, it was great. It was, it was, it was great after the poor delivery service for, for my stuff that. Uh, yeah. I think you did just feel so bad for that. Steve's a good dude, you know, just. Oh, one. you guys will love this though. You guys will love this. Uh, the cards came in top loaders, which is smart. I mean, not not really necessary because I'm gonna hack them to to death. Yeah, you know? yeah. I don't good know thing why you put them on top loaders on, on yeah. podcasts. Yeah, <laughs> I know, I'm joking. But they were all in Bashro sleeves. Oh, that's he, awesome. He's had them for like two weeks, but sent them all in Bashro sleeves. I died laughing. It was so good. Yeah, Steve's the best. He just won all that fresh arena open money with Mono White, and it's just balling out of control now. You know, so yeah, yeah good for you, bud. <laughs> um but yeah I, I i'm playing that no matter what but for metagaming i do agree with you in some extent but at the same time also like you and i are unique in the sense that we're not playing you know modern fm where once once the restrictions got lifted earlier this year a lot of people might have so they might have these cards and stuff already set up yeah and 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 have like like we've got a friend that bought this deck months ago you know john months ago to play and he's coming down and so point. I do think point, that yeah. there's going to be some decks that aren't seen online, like a lot of Tron and burn. Like we might see more of that here. Mm -hmm. We might see less of these like four color piles, but they're still going to exist. Like the SCG grinders from the past are going to, they always play the flashy things like that. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> the SCG grinders, of the past, they've come back to haunt us again. <laughs> they're four <laughs> color monstrosities that are, marginally great and also marginally unplayable at the exact same okay, okay. time so what's well, what's maybe you what's nailed between... the most recent four color deck then i i must say <laughs> what what is between a boomer and a zoomer is there anything a millennial Shannon. Oh, yeah. no we're we're boomers we're magic oh, boomers. magic boomers oh you're oh. talking about magic charms yeah like we're boomers of the scg tour oh for sure for sure i mean you guys yeah, are and, I'm, and... I'm a <laughs> But like, what's an Edgar Megish, for example? I think Edgar is not a Zoomer, but not a Boomer. He's a Boomer of the Tour at this point. Okay, yeah. so he's a Boomer of the Tour too. Okay, so let's think of somebody else. Don and Dylan Donigan is that a Boomer, boomer of the Tour for hundred percent? These guys were boomer, playing on the Tour yeah. back in like the 2014 era, 2015. Okay. They're they're Boomers. Yeah, I think the tour. anybody you're gonna think up, Brad, they are Boomers. Yeah, we're like, about to meet the okay. Zoomers. A lot of in the, a I think bit. a lot of think that people that you are considering Boomers the Tour are like the lost generation of the Tour. <laughs> oh sure, sure, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Now it's like, you know, it, it's Milan and Nathan Stewart. These are the Zoomers whenever they show up. I feel like, you know, they're the kids that are going to run the they're going to run the show whenever they decide to actually play. <laughs> they're going to run the uh, they're mm -hmm. going to run the just like 
one of those like mining towns that's been abandoned because like the wells dried up mm. like they're, they're gonna run those streets of, of pro magic they're gonna well, kick yeah, dude, the, they're bitcoin uh, mining they're bitcoin mining what of are course. those yeah. tumbleweeds yeah they're gonna kick the tumbleweeds out of the way and yeah we're the tumbleweeds yeah absolutely no, oh, the, so the one thing I do want to say about modern that is going to be interesting outside of the the metagaming kind of thing is that this is just going to be an event where when I'm looking at what kind of deck I wanted to play and I, I chose what deck I was really liking at the time, but I was not unwilling to buy a different deck. You know, I'm going to be playing Grixis Death Shadow and that's probably no surprise to anybody who's watched my content the last month or whatever. But I, I, I think you just really want to play a deck that is proactive and powerful. I think this is a pretty bad time. And I, you know, I think you two will agree with me that it's maybe never been a right time to play like a control deck or play something that's super reactive. It just seems especially for this tournament where you factor in the card availability, you factor in, you know, the fact that not a lot of people have been keeping track of magic that just grinded the SCG tour. They might just be jumping back in, you know, maybe playing something, um, playing something new and flashy, but more than likely just playing something like Burn or Tron, that I really feel like you just got to know your deck and you got to have your deck do a, an aggressive, proactive thing to be successful in this tournament. I don't know if I agree with that. Okay, well, then do like, tell. Like, well, I mean, I don't know. I think Azura's Control is, like, really good. Is, 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 it, is that just a deck that's, like, super only hyper-focused on the the arena metagame because it doesn't feel like it like i mean i just i just think how do you prepare when you're blue white control for burn belcher you know murktide decks and grixis shadow all at once like it just seems really tough to well to prepare grixis for shadow is only like one percent of the metagame you just like it. it's your deck so you think it's the more people are going to play it no i'm not even saying i'm just using any deck as an example oh. i could have inserted esper reanimator elementals yorian rhinos all in but all these in the are same all the, sentence, you know. I thought like, these I thought these are all the decks that like are the moto decks that are are expected at the, the top end. Like, all right. You're right. Blue White Control no. is a great choice. Oh no, I'm not saying that. <laughs> I'm not I'm not saying that, but like I thought Blue White, like we've got like Wafu Tapa streaming it. It's been doing decent. Like I don't I couldn't consider it a bad choice. Like it's a it's a Teferi Solitude Prismatic Ending Counterspell deck. Like I would never play control decks. I mean, I used to play Jeskai. I don't know how good this deck is. But I, I don't think you can just write it off as bad because the meta I mean, the metagame is still going to look somewhat similar to Magic Online, but I think there's just going to be some wild cards thrown in there, too, just from people that are playing with what they own. Yeah, but I, but I, I've been a blue you know, white control I, hater for a long time, but I have to say it's it's stuck around for a long time as a relevant player in modern. Yeah, I think it's a good deck online right now. Like playing it in a challenge, I don't think it it is. You know, it's not the number one deck I would play, but uh, I, I think it's completely fine. But I think it's just a, a little bit rougher in person, but I could be wrong. We're going to find out this weekend. Oh, yeah. I mean, and and well, we probably won't. Like it's like everyone's going to have a horror story. Yeah. <laughs> like everyone's going to be like, I played against like green black Yagamoth in my deck that it beats because I don't know Yagamoth's metagame like I don't know what's good and bad against that deck at all I'm just yeah. sitting over here with my fucking Judd I put a bob in my deck like I don't give a fuck like, <laughs> I got a Love bob that. in my Jun deck now I was actually talking to uh, Javier Dominguez uh, this week because he plays Jun and he's like you know I think that Regavan's not good anymore in this deck but it's still like something you should play but it's like the worst card I've been trying one bob and he's like talking about like 
where he thinks it's good and bad and he's trying to justify it i'm like dude i'll just put a bob in my deck like i'll put a dark off in my deck you don't like we're done here. Like, like you've sold me on. I'm. I sometimes play one dark confidant. Like, like, like I don't need any justification. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't. I, I think that modern has always been a format where you can't really understand metagaming. But like, all these times, I don't think you have to be a, a proactive deck because, like, these these Azuri's control decks also are like at the spot where they have some of the best cards. Like they've got prismatic ending, they've got solitude. Like they can answer really proactive stuff, and 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 who knows? I mean, maybe this deck sucks, but it looks. I mean, it's got spreading seas for Tron, and it's got counter spells, and you know, it's got Archmage. I don't know. Like it just looks like any kind of blue white deck that I always say isn't good, but probably is. Like yeah, but how does yeah, it, it beat Burn to- and Tron and Grixis Death Shadow? <laughs> Yeah, BBD gets it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we also don't know it. how much we also don't know how much burn and Tron's gonna show up just for the fact that like, you know, Tron is kind of that's a boomer deck. Yeah, like, I would expect more burn than than Tron, that's for sure. I do expect a lot of burn and I'm scared because I've never played against it and I just want to play a match so I know what it feels like. You've never played but against at the same time burn before? With 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 Zoomer Jung. But at the at the same time, I know how Inquisition and Goyf work. Yeah, you know, and like, it, with Urza Saga, you have one mode. You go get Shadow Sphere. Ooh, <laughs> baby, yeah, that 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 is so nice. God, I love Urza Saga. Yeah, that is like the uh, one matchup that I am I am not. It, it's always close. The Death Shadow Burn matchup is always like, all right, you know, we're both at one or two life, but I I still feel like. I have a close to 50% win rate or sub 50%. So that's that's one matchup I am worried about, but so Urza Sh- or uh Urza Saga getting Shadow Spear gave me a brilliant idea. Hear me out. Ooh. It's a blue eye control deck and the only win condition <laughs> is Elixir of Immortality. <laughs> oh baby. <laughs> Get it. It. Fuck Mia, Urza Saga. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, you might as well fly out of here. You're ready to go. I, I have your couch down here. Yeah. You can sleep on your couch to feel at home, man. You know, like to sleep come on, on down. I get to sleep on my own couch. Yep. I get to play an unplayable deck. I mean, it's just it's everything that's it's, I've ever lived for. So it's everything that the SCG tour has been. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. I get to oh. I get to miss top eight because I ran into Trevor Humphreys and Jared Betcher. It is really <laughs> oh, a lot of great things that could happen. Yeah, sounds about right. Sounds about right. So so uh, the elephant in the room in, in in this format though is Hammer Time, and I was listening to um, Jerry's podcast, uh, Arena Deckless podcast. And they were talking about how it's not really a good choice right now. And I was thinking about that. And I'm like, that's kind of interesting. Yeah. I but agree. it also, fe- but it feels like hammer time is a bad, like if, if hammer time's a bad deck online right now, but everything's going to be more wide open. I feel like that would only make it better. Yeah. The one what, thing what I'll is, disagree what is, with. What is hammer time? Oh, hammer time. Hammer time is the most like was the best. It kind of dictated this entire format mm-hmm. because it is a mono white. It's really good. So it's a mono white deck that has four Urza Sagas and some Ankh Nexus. It plays like Springleaf Drum, and then it plays Colossal ha- Colossus Hammer, which is one mana gotcha. equipped creature gets plus ten plus ten. Yep. And then it it cheats it with um, 
Sigarda's aid, if you remember that card. Yeah, I, I've seen this deck now. I know what you're talking about. Okay, yeah, and Pure Steel Paladin. And now everyone plays for Ingenious Smith, which is the uh, the new... It's just 1-1 one, one for two mana. You can look at yeah. the top four, put an artifact in your hand. So the problem with what happened to that deck, the, the big fall was just Fury. Fury absolutely destroys that deck. And now even these Rhino decks, they started playing Furies where they weren't for a while. And now even these, um, these Omnath builds, they have adopted Solitude and Fury. There's just too many free ways to deal with Hammer time creatures. They're just so tiny, but it's mainly Fury. Fury is just so insane against them. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. that when 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 we were at Wizards and we were working on these cards um, and you can see it from my like you had to pick the top five or like uh, one of the things that Cedric had me write was like rank the the incarnations. Mm -hmm. And I had Fury as number two and I was almost ready to put it at number one. Yeah. But um, from when we were like working on these cards, we're, that was the weirdest one to balance because I was like. This card might actually fuck things up if I, the metagame's ever creature based. I brought mm -hmm. that card up like a week straight in our meetings. Yeah, I you did. You I were... hated it so much because it was so, like, it was so, um, what's the word? Polarizing. Like, it was either garbage or it was, mm -hmm. um, like absolutely oppressive against certain strategies and like. I, like they kept wanting I, I feel like they kept wanting to make the card more universally universally playable while retaining the ability by like make basically by making it better because like that's the only way to make it more universally playable when sometimes that effect doesn't matter against certain decks mm -hmm. um and i i just kept trying to make it less powerful because i it just felt so oppressive against certain decks like yep and it's good and like i mean now we're seeing mm -hmm. So many Yorian decks pop up. It'll be the question mark if we see them because they're all, you know, very expensive decks, but they're just playing four of that and four Solitude. So these creature decks that are trying to suit up some pants on them uh, just get blown out in so many ways that well, it's really rough just... to play that. Even like through the Breach decks with Emrakul and stuff, like those used to just be, you couldn't kill Emrakul. And now you just get it Solitude and it's just like, oh shit, those decks are now dead you know so so in chicago this past weekend energy actually used mtg melee um for some live tournaments okay and there was over 200 people played in a modern so i'm just going to the metagame just to like like look so um you know i that that definitely did happen where the four color decks were not as high in the popularity um and and there were like weird things like well jund midrange for example was number one and now I did look at a lot of the deck lists because I'm playing Did you I'm make this Jund. data, Brad? I did not make this data. Uh, it was it was uh, eleven percent of the field was Jund, but like a bunch of them were like Boomer Jund, you know, decks people had. Oh, yeah. yeah. And and um, Azuri's Control was second. Boros Burn, Orzov Hammer, Is It Tempo, Four Color Elementals. But now we're down to like three percent of the metagame. Eldrazi Tron, Living End, Teamer, Crystal Foot Falls. Living End's also a deck that might just be better that it actually is because of the moto bug. Mm -hmm. um, and we all forget about that. Well, Ooh, John Midrange had the old 46% win rate. That's about right. Oh, hell yeah. That's so um, <laughs> and let's give credit where credit's due. It was, it's usually about 47, 48. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> also, that there's a lot of like, oh, people that just went to have fun and played Boomer John in 03. So it's it's holding the, the record down for for Sagavon. Yeah, yeah. For for Zoomer version. But 
Yeah, like um, the bug is the three three that cycles that when it comes to play, you can look at the top three of someone's library and manipulate them. Yeah, mm -hmm. architects of will. The bug is yeah, architects of will. You can't target your opponents right now. Oh, uh, weird. Nice. Yeah, classic. It, yeah, there's, yeah, that's there's a huge that, thing too. But that's that, a huge one. Yeah. yeah, that is a good deck as well. That really is a good deck. Oh, one other thing that I just thought of now. Another reason why um, Hammer is not doing great right now is it's falling victim to a lot of just incidental hate. Like everybody and their mother is playing like three engineered explosives uh, to deal with all these Rhino decks, yep, and they're also yep. good against Hammer. You know. That is very true. Yeah, yeah, I play I play these cards that, that they just work there. Yeah. And I also have to play like Colagon's Commands and Abrupt Decays to deal with Chalices. And then all of a sudden that's just like awesome against them. Yep, exactly. Yeah, I, I play one Colagon's Command right now and it is solely for Chalice and Bridge against Tron decks whenever I run into it. But I'm thinking about cutting it just like Chalice does kind of screw me over, but it's not GG and it's just... Oh, it's just not a good card. It costs three mana. I only play one card that costs three mana in my deck. It's not even in your deck. That's true, but I do cast it a lot. It's, you know, yeah. not a lot of cheating going on. Okay, it's Luris, but... <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so like what, what you're saying about metagames could fall true where there's more like Eldrazi Tron and Burn and, and mm -hmm. stuff like that than, than normal. Uh, and yeah, there weren't a lot of these four-color decks, so... Who knows uh, if a ton of it's going to show up, and I don't think a ton will. Oh, um, we know at least a like, couple people that are, but <laughs> it's the aggressive people that are trying to get the cards last that are super aggressive to get these four color decks because the the best ones are kind of popping up late. Yeah, and for example, I'm not going to start to try to find all these cards last minute. Like I've got my cards literally on my desk right now, all of them, mm -hmm. and I I'm done. You know, like <laughs> yeah. Yeah, same. I, I got to get a couple uh, scraps here and there, but yeah. And and honestly, the four color Doomwake Rhinos deck, I've watched him stream with it and stuff, and he's been doing pretty good. Nothing insane. You know, I don't think I think it was maybe 70 percent at best, but it didn't look insane to me either. It really didn't look absolutely broken. It looked like a good deck and it looked like a good iteration over just Team of Rhinos, because I think Team of Rhinos is just a little bit too one-dimensional like i mean chalice ees you can bring in these hate cards that just completely shut the deck down but being able to play omnath as a, a plan b and just make sure your deck is more dynamic and that doesn't just lose to one thing i think that's a big thing in modern right now too so if you're playing a reanimator deck that all is all in on reanimator and you like your opponent plays soul guide lantern and you have to like shrug and be like oh shit like you're probably doing it wrong like spike's newest version you know, can play this grief ephemerate plan. It, it, you know, it can it can do other stuff besides just reanimating. And I think just oh. decks have to be doing that kind of stuff. Oh yeah, do you want to yeah. know a card that's in in right now, Brian? That uh, in the Zest reanimator. Oh god, Brian's love? gonna be so. You better be sitting down, buddy. You're gonna love it. Oh, I'm sitting down. Mold Drifter's back. Mold oh, Drifter, nice. baby. Ephemerate Mold Drifter uh, is a thing right now. So as exciting as that is, I prefer Mornwelk personally. So. <laughs> no i i think i honestly out of all the decks i know a couple people playing the spike esper reanimator deck and if i wasn't playing death shadow that's the deck i would be playing it's very good it has a good burn matchup because you're playing like you know the draw two gain two you're just playing archons that you can bring into play on turn three you have um, solitude yeah you have you have solitude you have grief ephemerate like, I think that deck is just really cool as well, but it is still pretty reliant on using the graveyard. You know, like I, I've played it multiple times 
uh, from Death Shadow, and it's just you get a lantern down and you just never blow it up. It's harder for them. They can so still. Are you gonna, are you yeah, gonna spell use the graveyard yeah, exactly. as a resource? That... Exactly. Yeah. Oh my goodness. The reanimator deck does. <laughs> yes. You know what? A lot of these decks that I'm hearing described, it sounds like a certain strategy. <laughs> Lantern control might be effective oh, against. Baby. Yeah. I mean, oh, I, Caster actually, did just yeah, like five zero with that. I think. League, yeah. yeah. Goddamn right, baby. Goddamn right, he did. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Either I mean, way, I, it's going to be a super fun tournament. I cannot oh, I wait. Can't, I can't wait to play in it. I wish there was coverage, but I understand why there's not because they don't have a tour yet. And so yeah. they're not really promoting live tournaments until we understand what's happening with, with all this. And until then, you know. Brad, and I mean, I, Cedric's I, doing coverage for another event. That's probably a big deal as well. Brad, you might have to cover your ears for this. Corey, I know it's music to yours, but Modern actually sounds like it's pretty sweet right now. Oh, it's Oh, no, I, awesome. I love playing it. It's great. Yeah. Yeah, Brad, you know, we've been trying to tell you this for so long. This format has always been awesome since Modern Horizon, you know. Oh, well, always, always has been meme. Yeah. yeah. Pre-modern, oh, pre-modern, <laughs> pre-modern Horizon Modern was getting a little old to me when it was just Heliod and Prowess and stuff. I was not enjoying it then, but yeah. Modern Horizon actually like brought a ton of enjoyment to this format. Yeah, we were, we're fucking great. Yeah, you guys, you guys nailed it. You guys, we designed it. all of the cards. <laughs> My favorite, though, is that I, I, you know, I put a lot of work into Merktide and a lot of people are like, this is too good. Why would you ever do this? And I was just like a good card. <laughs> you know? Barely, like, barely. I mean, people yeah, are exactly. Yeah. People are once again realizing that Teferi Time Reveler is completely obscene. So that's in a lot of decks. And God, there's one other public enemy. Regavan also is not as popular as it used to be. Yeah, no, Regavan is not. No. It's not even the most expensive card in Modern Horizon 2 anymore. What is it? Solitude. Yeah. Really? Well, for, for Magic Online. Yeah. Oh yeah, Magic Online is like 75 bucks. Dang. Yeah. God, it's Teferi, and there is was it, another card that's been really good against Merkside lately. Is Solitude not, Oppressive or just good? Because it, when we were making it, it was a card that I, I honestly thought it was a little bit weak, honestly. Um, I think Fury is more oppressive than Solitude, but I think okay. Solitude is a better card, if that makes any sense. Well, so, for sure. I mean, Fury is certainly in the bottom tier of those when it comes to, like, universal play. It's just, when it's good, it's insane. Yeah. But yeah. So what I think, I think what's oppressive in this format if i did say figure it out is there's so many powerful like good spell decks like jund is like a go under you strategy okay right like like the all these omnoth crashing footfalls murktide region mm -hmm. elementals yeah because they all they all have these free spells now mm -hmm. and they're all and trading one thing now they're like all yorian these days like they so really is, are following that trend they're, they're, yeah is there's, there's, free, there's an that arms free cascade happening. card is that yep. is that the one that's the problem what's it called shardless agent is that the problem shardless agent. it's the best one it's the best one for sure but i don't think it's that big of a problem i don't think okay. that deck is like insane I mean, I didn't no, think it was the, the problem when we were testing it either. I mean, it was obviously mm -hmm. good, but like, I don't know. The, so, so what I think the problem is, is we as a community have not figured out, but the thing that I feel like can, can exploit this metagame is a spell-based combo deck, but yeah. there isn't a good one because, you know, every deck has chalices or counter spells or cheap, uh, you know, the, it's hard to break through all the stuff, especially with force and negation, like maybe force and negation's the problem. Yeah. Well, I the mean, the, the spell-based combo deck right now is Belcher. It wins with an artifact, but it is a spell-based combo. 
Um, and it's quite good. You know, you play four it veils. Is, yeah, it won a challenge. Yeah, you play four veils out of the board. It not only won a challenge, it like it put three in that same top eight. And the oh, week wow. and the week before it was created. The literal week before it, it lost in the top eight. It's the same dude, it's Sadek. Uh, Sodak, whatever the dredge. Oh, this dude. was made at least two months ago because I played it last time I was playing Jun like this two is, months ago. That deck's been around for a long time, right? Like a couple years, right? Or am I wrong? Yeah, the no. oops all the oops all spells kind of Belcher kind of thing, but it it got a kick in the ass lately by uh, Sodak. I'm pretty sure, but I feel like that is the the new cycle of double face lands is what did it. Gotcha. It's it's like the yeah. shatter skulls, the spikes, like those are huge. Yeah, uh, I can see that being huge. You get you get yes, spells those, those that you can play as part of your mana base. Yeah, I, yeah. I think that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I could see force of negation being that problem, which is which is. I don't want to say revisionist, but like force of negation was at the time really awesome because some of these decks that now would be a solution to this metagame were really annoying problems in modern. And force like Tron. yeah and force of negation was a phenomenal way for decks to fight those decks and those mm-hmm. decks were unfun and you know like they were yeah. so like it, it's come full circle now but it's, yeah, it's I, like tron and storm you're so right yeah, yeah. It's, it's like it, it's kind of come full circle but it's i don't know if that's a bad thing or a good thing. I, you know like i don't have a mm-hmm. strong opinion on what's right there but i just think that's interesting and even the decks that are now playing Force and Negation have added 20 cards to their deck to play Yorian to exactly what Brad says, fight the armor's race with other Rhino decks or other value-style Blink Omnath decks that now it's just less like you, likely for them to draw Force and Negation. So if you look at these four-color Yorian decks these days and you think about like, okay, if you play Belcher against this, you know, it seems a lot tougher and as I say that today on Versus, I 3-0'd Ross with that exact deck, but I drew my Force of Negations very often, and I felt like I got pretty lucky, but, you know, maybe maybe it's just not a great deck. Is, uh, um, I mean, we've talked about this on the podcast before, but I know things change quickly in Modern. Is, is the um, Constellation, whatever it's called, Enchantress Oh, Enchantress? Deck? No, no. Prismatic Ending. Prismatic Ending. Put that to a put that to a rest real quick. Good. Yeah, that deck's unplayable. I, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised by that, honestly. Maybe, yeah. maybe like, the cards got nerfed enough in the final week of testing that we... But, like, I, that that deck felt, like, oppressive when we were at WotC. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, it no, was. It's it unplayable. Was. But some of, the, some of the cards did get nerfed, so I could see Yeah, that. that's, that's good. <laughs> But yeah, at the end of the day, uh, you know, I'm playing Jund and happy about it because I've really I enjoy Zoomer Jund. Mm-hmm. And and I find that this format um, modern, there's so much more technical play in modern now. Like, I think that. Modern is harder than it was years before when I was playing it by far. Yeah, harder the games you- are actually super challenging. Yeah. like re- like like under understanding your how to use your resources it's different thing it's i guess it's just different things modern happening is, sorry to interrupt but i honestly i think modern's always been like that i think modern has always been an incredibly technical format the rewards being able to make the micro decisions with like precision and skill now there yeah. was always a layer of just variant like i don't know about variants but like maybe skewed matchups yeah, like Hollow some. One and Phoenix and stuff. Those were decks that could just their ceiling was far too high, and the ceiling's been cut off a lot of decks. 
sure. these days. Yeah. You know, yeah, like, I, I do yeah. think I do think the matchups are flatter now. Yeah, that's yeah. so that would I yeah like that would change the dynamic a lot for sure. But I oh I have always felt that modern took an incredible amount of skill to be good at, or to yep. like to 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 maybe not even to be good at, but to like to pilot your own deck proficiently. Mm-hmm. It always took an incredible amount of skill. Sometimes that skill just didn't matter because you were Jund and you went against Tron, but... Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot more deck mastery that's a lot more important. If you just play your deck and you are constantly, you know, matchups that you're finding problematic, adding sideboard cards for those and just kind of keep, you know, be able to... uh when you see a problem as far as a matchup, add cards for it because the sideboard cards in modern are so insanely good that if you can put the right cards for the right matchups that are giving you problems, you know, you you really can kind of control your destiny a little bit to some extent. Some matchups are just bad, of course, but uh, that's what I've always loved about the format. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. my sideboard of one thought sees. Yeah. yeah. I mean, hey. One abrupt decay. Yeah. One, see, one, yeah. one needle. Beer. I mean, you joke. <laughs> yeah. The one, pit, the one pithing needle is obviously great because of uh, Saga. But I mean, you know, as much as you're kind of joking about that, these little things you probably at one point was like, okay, I really wish I had one more card against these control decks, or you know what, Chalice is giving me a problem. I'd really like to have three answers for a post board instead of two, and like those kind of micro decisions are what makes you good at modern, you know. And, and then, well, nope, nope, yeah. nope. Nope. I, uh, I, I just messaged Javier and I'm like, yo, Junbro. What am I playing? And he's like, here's my list. And I'm like, sweet. <laughs> no, I didn't say I meant the royal you. You know, oh, I didn't say you are yeah. good at modern. I'm saying that's what makes people good at it. That's very fair. But yeah. I, he didn't um, mean the peasant gonna... you, Brad. He's not talking. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, you're, you're, you, you said you, oh, shit. I already gave you my standard deck list. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Damn. <laughs> all right well that i think that's where we're gonna wrap it up here uh i still have to take amber out to eat and i know she's hangry yeah uh and uh but yeah we're gonna be at scg con now Corey. i would love in brian brown doing in brad fashion we gotta make some videos this weekend oh i'm in we, we i've always viral. wanted to yeah i've always wanted all to right, make some well, fun then, videos then i have i have a task for you okay i'm gonna make you a task andy bring some Corey Baumeister paraphernalia and gifts because I am going to be giving away stuff all weekend. Ooh, in I between do have, rounds. I do have a lot of stuff. Yeah, I got a lot of tokens. I got, yeah, uh, I got some random yeah, stuff. Get, get some random stuff. I'm gonna I'm gonna like tweet out and be like the first person to come to me with a, you know, like either answer a trivia question or get like a signed picture or or like a selfie with some magic player or employee gets a gets a prize and i've got like a stack of you know all this random shit that i've gotten over the years so like a bunch of packs my own tokens some bash pro sleeves yes okay i'm in yeah, yeah, that sounds fun. Fun this first week. person to get a selfie with brian brown doing wins uh, <laughs> yeah. i like it mm. i like it one of them one of them will probably be that some someone bring me something signed by brian brown doing mm. yeah I like it. I like it. No, that sounds like a blast, bro. I'm in. But yeah, so that'll be it. Now it's time to uh, thank our cast and crew for supporting the Bash Bros podcast. Now, we did not do an Ask Bros this week. We apologize. Uh, We have a half plan and one I will get prepped up for next week. Uh, But again, uh, for anyone that doesn't know, if you become a supporter, even at the $5 tier of the Bash Bros podcast on Patreon.com, you can get early access to not only the main show that you're listening to now on Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, but also our pre-show, 
uh, which we do when we're setting up the show and have a little bit more jokes, a little a little more risque content, if I say so myself. Yeah, we mm. wanted to clean up the main episode, essentially. We wanted it to just be a little bit shorter, a little Penis. more focused on magic. So <laughs> so whenever we have all that really fun banter that we've had, uh, you know, on the previous podcast where our podcast ended up being an hour and a half, Screw you know, me. we just put half of it to there. Thank you, Brian. You're kind of, yeah. We get that We get that energy out. Um, yeah. And also, once our editor is done editing, uh, it goes onto our Patreon immediately for everyone to listen to and then at the normal time thursdays uh for everyone else but so if you want to support us go to patreon.com slash podcast and without further ado we have a new cast and crew and that is uh brian's one to talk about that's right Woo! we got joe newman <laughs> uh we're gonna need uh we're gonna need a, a a little bit of a contact here uh so we know in the immortal words of bill lumberg what you do here or was yeah, that? Yeah, it was one of the bobs. It wasn't Bill Lumberg. My bad. But. Yeah, that was a bob. You ruined it. I ruined it all. But we need to know what you do here. Uh, tell us what your job is, so that we may incorporate you into our growing empire. Absolutely. Contact oh, also, our HR you, department. You can't be a middle manager. <laughs> that role has fortunately yeah, that's been taken. Been taken. So that's don't. been taken by Tosilo. That is our middle management, and Tosilo really. Really loves his job of middle managing the Bash Bros podcast because whenever there's any screw ups, we got a scapegoat that like takes the heat for it. And whenever there's good things, you know, it mainly to CeeLo gets the praise. So we love you, bud. Yeah. And uh, someone else that we love is Adam, who is BBD's personal hype man. Oh, yeah. Goes around and just says all of the mundane things Brian does in his uh, life in an exciting fashion. He's sitting down. He's shifting in his seat. He has flipped oh. to page 207 of his fucking book. Oh, yeah. He has started crying! Again! He's breaking down as a human being. He is unraveling before our eyes. His knees, are, his knees are coming up to his chest. His arms are wrapped around. We've got the fetal position, boys! Alright, we got... I'd watch that. Brandon, you'd, you'd watch the fetal position. <laughs> yeah, I'd watch. I'd watch that whole you know show. It, it seemed captivating when you have a hype man, at least. Yeah, certainly a captive audience, if you know what I mean. <laughs> All right, we've got uh, Brandon, and that is our official spokesperson slash scapegoat. They issue our public addresses to the media, and they take the flack for. All the stupid shit we say. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Next up, we got Steve, and that is our official Bash Bros podcast, Task Rabbit. Whenever they just need something done, mostly, you know, from one of us three, Steve is the first one to do it. So bringing like, Brad's stuff to him, you know, sending Brad John stuff. Duck. Yeah. 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 Now, Steve, uh, I need a task done that whenever you get that 2K check, I, I just need that. So just ship it over to my place, buddy. Or better yet, bring it down when you're coming down to the SCG uh, Invitational. And, you know, we'll just uh, we'll just get that handled. Thanks, bud. Yeah. Also, also, Steve, I'm going to be keeping these cards because I, I know where you live now. Yes. Yes. Return addresses. Nice. Yeah. We should probably read that uh, on air. Where you exactly thought, Steve lives, also right? knows thought, where you live. So. Yes. I was waiting for that. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Incoming, expect some incoming, interesting mail. Incoming dollhead. <laughs> oh no oh god if that started oh god all right next up we got dj who is bbp's official lobbyist uh 
you know, with all this bad stuff in the world and corrupt uh, politicians, it's great to have DJ fighting the good fight for the BVP and looking out for us trying to change, you know, um, policy. Mm. Right. Uh, because, you know, as three straight white males, mm. we just don't feel like our voices are heard enough these days. <laughs> and there's no, I'm joking. Okay, I'm sorry. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got Bino um, Gatista, who was originally supposed to be a special guest on this episode of the Bash Bros podcast. However, Bino instead flew to Boston, where he was originally supposed to be the special guest on the Joseph Rogan Technicolor Experience, which is an offshoot oh. of the Joe Rogan Experience. However, he found out that he was replaced as a special guest by Dave Chappelle. So he ended oh, up doing something. The only thing you can do in Boston that's worse than being on the Joe Rogan podcast, and that is watching the Celtics play. Wow. But they were playing against the Nets. So then it was a completely redeeming experience because of James Harden, one of the greatest entertainers of the modern NBA era. Also somebody who has a phenomenal beard. So really a wild ride. Yeah. Isn't he out right now? Isn't he currently not playing basketball? I don't think so. I, I, I thought he was injured. Oh, okay. Well. I saw I saw a highlight of him recently on Twitter. I don't follow basketball, but I saw a highlight of him on Twitter draining a three and getting fouled on the play. So I don't know. Okay. Obviously, yeah. obviously. Oh, I mean, it's, uh, right, okay. it's Wait, that could have that could have that could have been from the last five years. Yeah, buddy. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a year old. Dude. It was him draining a three, <laughs> over exaggerating the foul to get the call. I mean, it's a classic <laughs> behavior there. So yeah, you know so what. I, I, you know what, Brian? I'm starting to think this whole story with Bino Gautista is just not true. With youth saying what? that he that James Harden was over exaggerating a basketball shot. You had me with the whole he was going to be the special on Joe Rogan's podcast, but you kind of lost me there, man. I, I I might have to fact check you a little later. That's fair. That is fair. That's uncharacteristic oh, yeah, better, of Harden. Yes, just Google Beto Gatista and see where that takes you. <laughs> okay, I will after the show. But first, we got S. Sarudi as our next member of the cast and crew, and that is our business analyst. Whenever there needs some analyzing going on, you know, S. Sarudi is always there with the business side of it. What about the anal side of it? Yeah, that's for the back half. Okay, all right. Yeah, back half of his day. We got Wapa. I did hear it's a Bones Day. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Well, for me, every day is a no Bones Day, so. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We got Wapa. That is the Lord of Puff Puffs. Wapa's never met a Puff Puff that he's passed on, so. <laughs> Speaking of which, I've tried to do more Puff Puff stuff because of uh, the 212 now. Yeah, yeah. It, it's not good. It's still not good. Yeah, it's still not it's good. Still not good. No. I've tried it too. I've tried it too. I actually had a, yeah. I had a, I thought I was going to get first place with a puff puff strategy because I was playing as skip the time skipper and mm. had a puff puff in a real early shot followed by two puff puffs in my next shot. I mean, I thought I was, yeah. I thought I had it made. No, I got you. I got it. Of like, uh, yeah. No, no, that's crazy for me. I mean, like I've been trying, I've been thinking about trying the Puff Puffs as well since it's been legal in Virginia now, but you know what? It's yeah. still just not for me, y'all. So <laughs> I, I'm with you, you know? It's nice that Wapa's the lord of it though, I guess. To be fair, yeah. the Puff Puffs do go really well with uh, Skip the Time Skipper. So <laughs> those pan out. <laughs> 
All right, whatever you guys are talking about. Anyways, Adham is our next uh, casting crew member, and that's our ghost writer. So similar to a scapegoat, you know, since we blame a lot on Brandon already, but if Brandon is like feeling overwhelmed, he could just be like, well, I didn't write this in the first place, so I don't know why I should have to be a scapegoat for this the whole thing, the whole time. And we're like, hey, you know what? Good point. Speaking of ghost yes. writers, I have to interject this, and this could even be an Aspera's podcast, but... Mm -hmm. There was recently a uh, Spanish award for science fiction writing that went to uh, some like new up and coming female writer. And it turned out it was just a, it was just three white guys who were pretending to be a woman. Fuck. Really? Yep. <laughs> this sounds like another catfish story. Yep. Dude, that's so fucked up. It's that, like, incredibly we're a, fucked up. It is. We're, we're, we're just in a world now where it's like, hey, there's marginalized people that should get their chance. And white guys are like, let's exploit it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that is, is completely fucked. It is pretty fucked up. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we'll do an Aspras on it. But yeah. uh, I would like to. I would like to. That sounds great. Um, It, it kind of goes in line with uh, what I was going to do with the topic. Not the same, but similar. Um. Next up, uh, we got David Watt, who is our special guest screener. And I have to say that, uh, David Watt, you're, you're, you've been doing good lately. Yeah, great job. Yeah. Wonderful job. Didn't get Whoever... Shaheen, though. I mean, that was the whole shtick of our podcast. Hey, no, that, was just, uh, that was my, that was just, uh, I read the teleprompter wrong. Mm. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's not on Dave. Oh. Sorry, yeah. That's wait, no, that's not me. That's oh, it's me. <laughs> one, one brief moment. Uh, Brian, oh! it's uh, you're up. No, yeah, uh, Brian, did you, are you are you, are you, where, where are you at, uh, buddy? Brian, Brian, I think he left for another twenty five minute fucking shit. Back. Yeah. We've got yeah. okay. Paul K. Sorowski. Oh yeah. The sound is back. You're back on the soda, huh? Okay, good <laughs> I have relapsed <laughs> to my drug addiction of Diet Pepsi, <laughs> but it's great for the fucking cast. <laughs> well, you're damn right it is. That was a crisp-ass sound. Thank you. They have been practicing. Oh, that's so good. Wow, that's good. All right. That's a wall-staring photographer. He photographs me staring at walls. Yes, love it. All right, next up, we got Phil. And Phil, every time Paul is, like, Let doing these photographies, you. you know, like, he's <laughs> always there, first one in the door, last one out at the end of the day, does some stuff with the business analyzing, you know. I believe he's, like, not quite lord of the Puff Puffs, but he was, like, second in chair of the Puff Puffs. Like, I I don't know what Phil does, guys. I, I actually don't know. Yeah, we don't have a fucking clue what Phil no, He was like seventh in line to the Puff Puff crown at one point, but then three people died. There's uh, a kid. Nobody, so would you say nobody passed? What? It was just Puff Puff, but nobody passed? Correct. Correct. Mm. Okay. All right. Next up, we got Saul Debasi, who is a designated Matadork. And this week, I think uh, I think we all know who the Matadork is. No, it, we got a tie, Brad. We got a tie. There's two Matadorks in both of our decks. Unexpected Windfall and Ragavan, baby. That's our Matadorks. Yeah, I was going to go with Ragavan, or uh, I was thinking about Strike It Rich from the, the Belcher deck. <laughs> you get out right now. Because they actually play that card. What about, yeah, what about Ragavan right after your opponent has their deck with the Belcher deck? 
I actually what? like beat I actually beat Ross in a game because he went strike it rich. I brazen borrower, I petty thefted it, and then he flashed it back and I Teferi bounced it, obviously for no value on both, but just didn't have a fourth land and ended up losing because of it, which was hilarious. Nice. Yeah. I drew my 1K command against the deck and beat him game one with it. Nice. Nice. Yeah. We love that. All right, next up we got Garameldi, and Garameldi has actually been working like and kind of forgot that he was still a cast and crew member because you know there's been such little activities but with our new bash bros podcast sleeves we're up to gear doing some small amount of work instead of no work which is <laughs> impressive it is yeah no yeah. we are we are selling some sleeves you can go find them uh their link in the description of the show on podbean if you want to go take a look uh, but not iTunes really or awesome. Stitcher. I mean, our expectations are rock bottom for the merch store. So, oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I oh mean, yeah. Garibaldi is killing it compared to the what we had expected. So. Absolutely, yes. yeah, for sure. And last, and certainly not least, we got Patrick, who is the office party coordinator, and we are actually having a party this week. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh he, yeah, we're gonna need some coordinating. It's gonna be fun gonna be fun oh yeah all of our friends are in town we get to see people i can't wait to go to dinner with people oh my god can i get a non-invitation list the list of the folks who are not invited to this party (laughs) yeah yeah you know what i you know what i can't wait for bro is for just like to go into an establishment we're gonna be like yeah we got 14 and they're like no and i'm like okay we'll (laughs) split into four thank you very much and then it's really just small dinner groups anyways yeah do you do you really Classic. want that do you really want that no i don't do I... that list uh no i i've got it right here i can send it to you okay yeah. send you what yeah. he wanted the non-invitation list uh, what you know how parties have invitation lists people who oh, are invited to the party uh, yeah i want a list yeah, of people no. who are not invited to the party oh yeah, yeah it's okay. it's it, it's in our facebook group right now oh yeah, beautiful. I just sent it to you <laughs> it's yeah. just a picture of brian <laughs> all right everyone well that is gonna wrap it up for the casting crew is remember just the cast <laughs> it's just him <laughs> the casting crew is our most loyal supporters if you want to join the casting crew for next week you can go to patreon.com slash bass bros podcast and if we if you're at the scg invitational this weekend come up and say hi you know and just say what's up we'll bump some elbows and it'll be nice to actually see yes, people again but, so. why did i do I, non-invitation list why was the name of that document virus.exe can you explain that to me <laughs> no don't, don't worry about it just open it bud i mean i already did but <laughs> no and um uh for one one warning though mm. not a warning but for expectations to set them i haven't seen people in a long time because of covid so if i'm awkward around any of you it's not because i'm mad at you it's yeah. because i'm socially under pressure yeah it's, unless it's, just, it's unless just it's so, about just me, so you know unless it's about me then it is he brad is mad at me and just in case anyone needed to know that <laughs> no. but yeah i just want you to know if we have a weird awkward interaction 
Yeah. It is not because of you. It's because I haven't been around a crowd of people. I haven't had a stranger come up to me in over two years. No, there's only so me. like yeah. I'm awkward. Amber and I are awkward around like Todd and Kelly and at their inner, you know, mm-hmm. parties, you know? Like one of their friends the other day was like, Was Amber mad at me about this thing? He's like, about what thing? He's like, Oh no, we don't know how to interact with people anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair. I had one person come up to me when I was just like having a beer with Ross the other day. That was just like, hey, man, you know, like, I like your content. I'm like, what? I, 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 me, Cor- Corey B, the, yeah. you, you, like, shut up. Like, <laughs> I was just blown away. I was like, I didn't remember how to have those interactions, but it felt awesome. <laughs> yeah. But just, just forewarn everyone, but I can't wait to see you all. I can't wait to, to meet you. If you got any Bash Bros paraphernalia you want signed, just come up. Don't worry. It's going to be a fun weekend. I'm here to have a lot of fun. Um, I'm going to take the tournament semi-seriously. I just want to be play good, but I'm not, I don't have expectations. I just want to see people and remember what life used to be like. Yep. It's going to be a blast y'all. We'll see you then. And hopefully next week we can have some fun stories of, uh, maybe, you know, having some success at the tournament. So take oh, care. I, everyone. I will need, I will need a trophy holder. Yeah. Oh, let's hope. Let's hope so. We don't have one, uh, on the casting crew. One. If, uh, you know what, Brad, if you win it, I'll be the casting crew. I'll be your Perfect. trophy holder. Hold and if I win, you can join. You'll be my trophy holder, okay? Great. If I win the tournament, I'm going to make you hold it when we play Can Jam. <laughs> <laughs> and then I just spike it into the can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, goodbye, everyone. See you. That's game. That is <laughs> Arena Deathless.